Dunder Mifflin, this is Devin, and welcome to our guest watcher episode of the month. We Ship It is obviously our podcast, the one where Steph and I and the occasional awesome guest come together to talk about our favorite and not so favorite couples of all time. Yes, indeed. Today is a much sought after episode. We are going to be talking about Jim and Pam jam from the office yeah <laughs> i can't think of a more iconic pb and j era that we live in pb and j love it um <laughs> you could say you know jim and pam without adding the words from the office and most people would know who you're referring to so we're really excited about this episode and of course we had to invite a guest watcher to join us because we knew the office would be such a fun one to get some insight on absolutely and with that, Jim and Pam, do we ship it? Listen to find out. To find out. out. Woo! <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And as we said, today is a very special day. Today is our first office-themed episode. Woo-hoo! And of course, that means we had to choose the most infamous Jim and Pam to discuss. We are so excited to dive in, but first, I want to introduce our guest watcher, a true Office fan through and through, Adrian Thompson. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Welcome, Adrian. Welcome, Adrian. So excited for you to join us. Adrian is one of my best friends from college, but I always knew her to be a genius when it came to finding the right quote for the right situation. And very often, that happened to be <laughs> a quote from The Office. And of course, or Shrek. she has, yes, or Shrek, or Shrek, which that's going to be another episode I'm sure we'll invite I'm you sure. on. To. But I know that she's always obsessed over Jim and Pam, so I'm stoked to hear what your thoughts are, Adrian. Please feel free to yell at me because you probably have more insight than I do. And for the for the viewers or the listeners, not viewers, she's wearing her Dunder Mifflin shirt to really get in the mood there. So Love it. I have I'm to. In excited. quarantine, this is like the really only attire you can wear. Of course, of course. All right. Awesome. So without further ado, here's our little spoiler alert. Spoiler alert alert warning. (laughs) We are going to be discussing important key plot points from The Office. So listeners, beware and get to watching The Office because if you haven't, you really should by now. You really should. But anyway, yes. So here's our very brief summary. And Adrian, as our, you know, guest professional, please correct me if I'm wrong with anything here. Um, So it's been a while since I've watched The Office in full. I watched a few really important episodes to prepare for this. Um, So Jim Halpert and Pam Beasley were introduced to us as best friends in The Office always pranking people and having little moments of cuteness together. However, Pam was engaged to Roy. Boo. Roy clearly did not understand her totally, and Jim totally loved her on the opposite end of things. Um, But she just couldn't see it at first. Their relationship takes a while to develop, starting with Pam's engagement, and then Jim is dating someone, and then they kiss at some point when Pam is drunk. It's a whole thing. And the two are doing this back and forth Thing for like three or four seasons until on casino night, Jim tells her about his feelings and he kisses her, which we have a lot to talk about about that kiss, man. <laughs> um, but then they go back and forth, um, you know, a bunch again after that. And Jim finally calls it off with Karen 
and comes back and asks her on a date, which another scene I really want to talk about. Um, their relationship blossoms and the two go through letting the office know that they're together. They go through distance. You know, Pam's in New York at one point. Jim proposes. Um, the two get married and have kids and the rest is history. Of course, there is so much in between and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Thank you, Adrian, for joining us. So do we ship it? That's the question. Let's start talking. All right. So our first question. Do you give Pam flack for flirting with the gym while engaged to Roy? Or do you see nothing wrong there? Um, 100%. I think it's wrong. <gasps> because I'm just going to call Pam out. Like Roy you, sympathizer. <laughs> I think obviously when you first watch the show, you really want Jim and Pam to be together. But when you really break it down, like you're engaged to someone you really shouldn't be flirting with someone else and maybe there were i i do think there were times when jim and pam have like this solid foundation of a friendship Mm -hmm. they might not realize they're flirting but Mm -hmm. they they totally are they are you can see it you can you can sense the vibes yeah um but i i think it's wrong but i think obviously they flirt because this is how the show progresses. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it's almost kind of good because when Pam is with Roy, you can honestly see in the episodes a difference in her facial expressions, her tone. Like mm-hmm. when she's planning a wedding with Roy, which Roy really isn't helping planning at all, it's kind of no. like wedding planning is a burden for her. Mm-hmm. But when Absolutely. she's with Jim in, in the casino night, which we'll talk about later, but. Um, she has all these, uh, wedding bands and, uh, she, she's like, oh, I don't, don't forget, forget about Jim. Like, we're just, I'm just going through this. I have to look at him. He's like, no, let's watch them together. And she's like, I'm so happy planning my wedding. <laughs> Jim's a great friend. But with Roy, she's like, I don't, uh, she, she's like, Roy's not doing anything. All he has to do is pick the music. So it's making Pam realize that Jim even if it's not Jim, is the person that she wants those qualities to be with. Mm-hmm. And like at the ultimate end, Roy, or the type of person that Roy is, is not who she needs to be with in the ultimate end. Yeah, I have to say my original answer is no, that it's not wrong. <laughs> okay, morally speaking, sure. But if we're yeah. talking plot, you know, it's what needed to happen to make her get to a point of realization. Obviously, it's a little morally skeevy. I, but, it's never like black and white. It's always there's always so much gray. Yeah, there's a little bit of gray. Exactly. But you have to keep it in like hindsight too. Like she's been dating Roy for eight years and, and engaged sucks, to him for dude. three. Like yeah. this man has been sitting on her for too long. Yeah, yeah, he has. And in the end, it was Jim who helped her realize that she should be with someone else who adores her, who actually loves her. And she was obviously slow to recognize that Jim was her person. So there was a little bit of like flaws in her for that. She didn't see what was right in front of her face. Um, But that's how their love story and her self-love story begins. And I mean, one of the quotes that I freaking love is when she says, there were a lot of reasons to call off my wedding, but I didn't care about any of those until I met you. I love this quote. I, I was going to pull it up I, later. Whoa. I was definitely going like, to use this I later. I love Beach Day. It's so good. Yeah, it's because good like, she's saying, she's basically saying like, there are so many reasons I shouldn't be with Roy, but the only reason I care about that is because you showed me how to love myself and how to really love. Right. And I'm just like, ah, that's so great. 
I um, think that's the one of the big moments in the show or like the early seasons granted you want Jim and Pam to be together but mm-hmm. I think the episode you mentioned Beach Day is really the turning point where you see Pam really like stand up for herself yeah, like go through the cold confidence yeah talk in front of the group of everyone and tell Michael he sucks as a manager <laughs> um and really like it's her turn to profess her love, whether that's romantic, which it totally is at the time. Yep. And like friendship love in front of Jim. And he does. Good for her. She also does <laughs> it in front of his girlfriend. Which... I know. I know. It's awkward. Poor Karen. <laughs> Poor Karen. Poor Karen. But like, but you're just, you're just a pawn in the. Uh, <laughs> I know. I need jam. I need jam. Uh, but, but, but for me to answer, Devin... just for me to get the, my say, uh, I don't. Mm. I don't think. I don't give her any flack because she deserves to be happy and Roy was not giving her what she deserved. Um, so Freaking with that Roy. said, we're going to go on to question number yes, two. Yes, question two because we could talk for literally we five really hours about this. All right. The next question. The episode Casino Night is a huge turning point in Jim and Pam's relationship. What was your first reaction and what are your thoughts on what transpired? Do you think Pam led Jim on? And do you think that Jim should have left Scranton because he didn't get his little way? Um, I remember <laughs> when I when I first saw this episode and I first started watching The Office when I was a sophomore in college. I remember. I think it's probably the same late. for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember staying up super late and just binging it. And after like doing a ton of schoolwork, it was just like such a relief to unwind and see other people mm-hmm. like avoid their jobs. <laughs> but when I saw this scene, I was like, oh, my gosh, finally, like I typed in my notes all caps, exclamation mark, finally, that they, like, <laughs> they kissed, and, like, finally, Jim had the courage to really express how he feels for Pam, mm-hmm. but ugh, this is, like, looking at it now as I'm older, I see both of their sides. My heart breaks for t- uh, Jim. In that moment. Because, yes, because he's professing his love right after he tells Roy he's going to take care of her for Ooh. one day. Oh. But, yes. <laughs> Yes, I'll take care of her. (laughs) Yes, but you see him so vulnerable and telling like his best friend, the person that makes coming to work worth it, meaningful every day. Yeah, Yeah. saying like I'm in love with you. I want to be more than (sighs) friends. And like, if you watch the clip really closely, you can see like a little tear in his eye. And I'm like, oh no, he gets really emotional. John Krasinski, (laughs) get it together. Yeah, so part of me was like, oh, I want them to, like, I want Pam to just, like, rinse his arms and all this stuff. But then part of me is like, I could understand Pam's apprehension because, I mean, you can be best friends with someone, but you might not also be meant to be in a romantic relationship. Yeah, I get that. for Pam, she's been living a life that's just very routine. Like, she's been with Roy for so long. She's used to just being engaged Mm -hmm. constantly, doesn't really see an end in sight. And she says to Jim, what do you expect me to say to that? I don't think you can expect in that instance to just say, oh, I love you too. Let's Right, let's run away into the sunset. Like Everything changes that one moment when someone's like, I'm a friend to being, I want to be your like significant other. And you don't really know the territory crossing from one line A to B. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me... (laughs) For me, I just, 
my mind was blown. <laughs> like <laughs> we we wait for this moment and then it happens and you're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, because Jim puts everything on the line and it breaks my heart to see him be turned down again. I know. Um, for me, I just don't understand why Pam decided not to choose Jim at that time. I mean, I get that she was comfortable and finally getting her way with Roy and finally having a chance at a happy ever after. But she wasn't happy. Like, she wasn't in love with Roy. So it didn't make sense for me. Um, and, like, going off that, in the next scene, you see her in the office on the phone. You can tell she's talking to her mom. And yeah. she's like, yeah, telling her mom what happened. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, Jim is my best friend. And then she says, um, I think I am. And from my interpretation, I understood it as the mom almost saying, like, I think you're in love with him. And Pam saying, like, I think I am yeah. also in love with him. And then obviously they kiss. What a moment. And Pam still said, I know. And Pam goes for it. Like, I, I see her arms yep. trying to, like, wrap she's around like, him. <laughs> she's, she's digging it. But then Jim also asks her, which I think is in the next episodes of season three, episode one, um, are you really not going to leave him? She's like, no, I'm going to stay. And I think that's that thing with Pam. She's very scared of change, very scared of taking a leap. Right. And even though she knows she's in love with Jim, I think at the time it's still too big of a risk for her to accept mm-hmm. the change, even though she knows she'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just hard to see him being turned down twice in the same it's episode. So sad. <laughs> I know. Oh Poor man. Guy. But I but I do understand Jim's heartbreak and his need to cut ties and to leave. Uh, he's kind of humiliated and doesn't want to have to face that day in and day out, regardless of uh, Pam's breakup with Roy. So he needs space, and he gets it when he goes to, Stan- to the Stanford branch. Um, I'm just disappointed in how they handled it together as Mm-hmm. friends um i agree but they presented the relationship so beautifully so to get to that moment i just like ah come on yeah give it to me yeah it, it definitely <laughs> it definitely seemed like jim was like if you don't say yes now i'm gonna sever ties like like i i feel part of me is like just per- tell like pam how you feel but like Give her like a second to digest. To give process, her some space too to yeah. process. That's true. And part of me, part of me wonders, like, what if that night Pam was like, "Okay, I want to be with you." Like, is Jim just not gonna transfer that? <laughs> I don't know. Also, yeah. I have I have an issue with Jim transferring to Stanford. I get it's part of the plot, but also I'm like, Dunder Mifflin's like not overall. Dunder Mifflin isn't that good of a company you you have so much farther to go yes one they're already planning on downsizing and then two jim hates selling paper so i'm like (laughs) he hates his job yes this was your out so you're really only staying because you enjoyed playing pranks on dwight yeah which is the whole thing yeah and then he had pam and now pam's just still sticking with Roy, so I'm like, of all the times to do a career pivot, this was your time, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Okay, Devin, next question. Alright, so the show teases its viewers Mm. with its relationship for years, and it seems like a no-brainer, but why does it take them so long to become an item? You wanna go? (laughs) Go for it, Adrian. Okay, I think... One, you have to have that build up of keeping the audience like 
connected to this relationship. But I think also you needed both characters from the beginning to realize that they they want to be with each other. Mm-hmm. They needed each needed their own little like journey. So like Pam, she goes on dates with other people once her and Roy just don't become a thing. She takes art classes, gains confidence, goes to Pratt. Jim goes to Stanford and dated Karen. And it took them both time to realize, I actually want to be with Jim. I want to yeah. be with Pam. They had to like really find each other. Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, same thing. Obviously, there's that obvious, like, Pam and Roy thing that's in the way that kind of keeps them from each other. But I think ultimately what it was is they both had to grow before jumping in. Pam was a bit oblivious, first of all. And Jim, well, I think his feelings needed to be organized before anything started, before they just jumped in. And he says he knew from the moment he saw her, but it took him so long. And maybe it was mostly because he knew that Pam needed time to understand what she felt for him. I think Jim also had an understanding that Pam wasn't there right away. And I think that's why like, it took him so long to tell her and why it took her so long to come around. I think she just wasn't processing her feelings right. Um, and she really needed that kiss on casino night to understand her feelings. I think that it took her from, okay, this is a friendship to, oh, (laughs) to understanding what it could be in that moment. And I think also, I mean, this is a show. So the plot, it's important for the plot because this is what keeps the, the, this is what drives you to watch the show. It's this lingering, oh, are they going to get together sort of thing. It's such a great, like, it's obviously like such a cliche plot point, but I think that it's, that's why they do it is because it, it keeps people watching and keeps people. Yeah. I think as like a, as a, um, character or even just as a person like they need time to heal um uh, jim just got over being humiliated and like Mm -hmm. being in his rejection so he needs time to heal and also pam just needs time to heal after cutting ties with uh roy so they just need like a moment to have some space and try to rebuild like get their footing in a sense Mm -hmm. um so it's hard to see but, but that moment when he comes in and she's like, yeah, I think we're just going to be friends. And he's like, you want to go to dinner? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That I I think that's one of my I love the early seasons of Jim yeah. and Pam, especially when the they really start dating. Those are my like that's like, oh, the sweet love. And you can you can definitely <laughs> see like a shift in the characters, whether it's from their costume their interactions or expressions. But that scene when he says, Pam, are you free for dinner? It was it was just like Pam being like <laughs> letting her guard down and being like, fine. You see like the acceptance in her response, and she's mm-hmm. so excited. And Jim like really just saying like, I'm gonna, right. I'm just gonna ask you. Let's go to dinner, and you can already tell like. <laughs> and she's like, what was the date. question? It's like she forgets because all yeah. her mind is focused oh, on is so him. Cute. And I'm just one like, of the Damn. one of the best moments. It is. I always smile at it every time. So cute, so cute, but. Moving on, before you guys can jump in with more dialogue. (laughs) Uh, Are there any moments that you did not root for these two, and what can we learn from them? So I personally have just two on the top of my head. Um, And I'm sure there are others because these two are by no means perfect, which is Mm -hmm. why we love them so much. Um, But the first is when Jim returns to Scranton from his time at the Stanford branch in Connecticut. 
Uh, he starts to develop this relationship with Karen, who has followed him when um, the merge occurred. Um, Pam is so excited for Jim to be back. And after months apart, things just aren't the same. Uh, Jim doesn't want to rekindle this relationship, even as friends. He presents her with a cold shoulder and things get really awkward and I hate mm-hmm. seeing it. Um, so it's hard to see Jim's new relationship thrown into Pam's face repeatedly. And it seems that Pam is even lonelier, lo- lonelier with Jim back in the office than um, she was while he was gone. So it's hard to see that transition and even Jim isn't fully committed to his relationship with Karen because he still has these feelings going back to Pam so it's just hard to see that um but my other one is basically a lot of season nine (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you this season gave me so much anxiety for these two it was tearing me apart to see their marriage be in jeopardy um so for basically those who don't know, Jim is presented by a friend a chance at a, at a dream job. And while he and Pam talk and decide it's not the time for it, he goes behind Pam's back and commits himself uh, to the new business venture. Um, Pam knows something is up and gives her husband plenty of opportunities to admit whatever he is hiding. Um, but the damage has already been done in a sense and it breaks yeah. my heart to see her be torn over this i don't love that so for part. most of the season my anxiety is on high alert and i was mm-hmm. angry at jim and afraid that the sound guy from the documentary crew was going to ruin this couple brian. And the relationship. oh man brian <laughs> oh boy let me at him <laughs> let me at him oh my god i think that that's actually a really good one well i'll talk about my thoughts on that and later but yeah i i think there are so many ways jim could have handled that differently but I think (laughs) the two that two moments where I did not root for them that come to mind is uh Benihana Christmas Mm -hmm. where uh Pam gives Jim a Christmas present which is like she's been pranking Dwight yeah um, secretly recruiting him from this for the CIA she's like here's your Christmas present you get to assign his final mission and obviously, I can understand why Jim's trying to move on and get over Pam now that they're all in the same space and, like, fully try to be with Karen. But you know, deep down in his heart, he he's still in love with Pam. But he tells her, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be doing that anymore with the promotion and everything. And she, you can see she's kind of, like, bummed down. But at the Benihana restaurant, he's pranking Dwight. And the, it's not said, but you can tell the questions that are asked during his interview are, isn't this also like a prank that you're doing to Dwight? I thought you weren't doing that anymore. He's like, no, these aren't pranks. Okay, they are pranks. And I'm like, why are you, why are you used to Pam? He was a jerk. I think Pam, yeah, Pam, maybe even, not, she's not trying to rekindle a romantic relationship, but she's still trying to reach out to be like, hey, I, I still want to be your friend. I, I want that connection with you again. So I think he was a jerk in that moment. He makes up uh, for it at the end, but... And then I think the other one was um, Phyllis's wedding, where... Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, Jim and Karen, they're dancing to some romantic music. And he and, looks like, directly see... at Pam. Oh. No. And he, like, even fl- he flirts with her there, too. He's, I like, know. dancing so cute. And you're, like... Mm-hmm. But you see that... Oh, so many names. Pam just by herself and, like, looking sad. And then... Obviously, that was going to be her wedding. Phyllis just stole all her ideas. But then Roy comes in 
looking good, all fly in his suit, and plays like their wedding song. What would have been their wedding song and their dancing? It's like, yeah, I paid them twenty bucks to play it. Yeah, you kind of want to. You kind of want them to be together because mm. they they've been together for so long, maybe way too long. But I don't know. There's like a little part of me is like, oh, I kind of want you to like rekindle that love. So. No. Oh, I mean, I second all of these things. I have nothing to add. I just really there- hate. I hate all of the times that Jim is a jerk, and that's mainly yeah. like what the problem is most of the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. After that conversation, let's get into something a little bit different. (laughs) So it's clear that from the start, Jim and Pam are not passionate about their work at the office. Their dreams play a large part of their character development. Pam with her art and Jim with his sports marketing company, Athlete. Um, How do they support or fail to support each other's dreams and should they support them? Go ahead. Okay, so I guess for Pam... She was interested in art school from, it's not Women's Appreciation Day. I don't remember, I can't remember the episode on the top of my head. But, um, oh, Women in the Workplace. That episode, uh, she gets told, like, oh, there's an opportunity to take art classes in New York. And Pam's like, oh, my God, this sounds great. Tells Roy, he's like, no. She tells Jim, and he's right. like, oh, my gosh, totally do it. And then when Pratt becomes a thing and they're actually together, he's like, I knew you'd get in. Like, this is great. Go to New York. Granted, we'll be a distance, but I'll visit you. It's, it's no big deal. All through the way, as frustrating as it was for them to be apart, he was so supportive of her. Um, and, like, for Jim, I, I think Jim is in an awkward spot because <laughs> – he didn't really tell Pam. We talked about this no. earlier, but mm-hmm. he didn't really tell Pam. And it was kind of like one of those things that he committed to. And obviously at that point they were husband and wife. And she's like, I have to, I want to support you. But it's kind of more like you were thrown into support yep. rather than like, I'm going to help you. Right. The startup. I'm going to be with it, you for number one. Let's plan this out with our family and everything. It was just more of yeah. a surprise. I, I feel yeah. like the two of them are generally supportive of one another. They want to see the other person happy. Right. But that often means that the, the means to achieving their dreams end up being a burden to their own relationship. So sometimes that can't be helped. You know, when Pam comes back from New York to be with Jim, she comes back like and kind of puts a stall on her dream for him. Um, and, you know, Jim and his athlete thing, which what an asshole, I'm just going to say. <laughs> but uh, Jim is a, yeah. He's a bit more, you know, Pam is a bit more of the planner and she lets Jim in on her goals, whereas Jim just kind of like goes and does, which I can't necessarily blame him for. But that's the one thing I don't love about the way he treats Pam. He treats Pam like a queen. But then there are these weird moments where you're like, why didn't you just talk to her about it? And I feel like Pam is as supportive as she can be. But she's usually the one to sacrifice if we're comparing the two of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. she came back from New York. She's the one who ultimately agrees to this athlete thing. Like, I feel like Pam is usually the one to be like, okay, fine. But it's weird because Jim started out as like the lover. You know what I mean? And he kind of ends up the more like selfish one in the end. I don't know. But they're they're Uh, so great together. It's just. It's interesting you say that, too, because she talks about it um, in season nine when uh 
she's talking to Nellie and Jim's talking to Toby mm-hmm. about uh, marriage counseling. She says the exact same thing. She's like, Jim keeps making all these big decisions for the family, whether it's athlete or buying the house. With her a house which <laughs> I, I wouldn't be mad if someone bought me a house, but I watch way too much HGTV to like <laughs> step aside. I need to be part of those decisions. But... She said, yeah, I I get thrown into these big decisions and I'm not, I don't know how to react. I don't know how to, I I can't just jump aboard to all this change that's happening. Yeah, which is also kind of the same way he asked, he told her he liked her in the beginning. He was like, yeah, I love you. And she's like, how do I respond? And that's kind of how it went the rest of their relationship. Like, here's a big thing. Oh, how do I respond? (laughs) Like... Yes. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Jim sucks. Point for Pam. Point for Pam. Point for Pam. Point for Pam. I agree. So moving on, because again, we could talk for five hours. This show's sole focus was not just on Jim and Pam's relationship. We know the office is about much more than them. But why was this relationship so captivating for its viewers? Well, I think just for Jim and Pam, everyone loves to root for a love story. Yeah. No matter what show you're watching, <laughs> yep. you're like, you're, you you ship you ship certain people together. Yep. <laughs> but I I think for me personally, I've always worked in like an office like setting, or even when I, I remember like in middle school and stuff having those days where you're supposed to do work but you're <laughs> really not you're just like goofing off with your friends so that show kind of the show kind of just reminded me of those like fun times when try not to take life too seriously and enjoy those little moments of like fun that happen in your daily life yep no i agree um <laughs> so in the podcast office ladies um, created and hosted by Jenna Fisher, who is Pam, and Angela Kinsley, who is Angela. Shout out to you, I know. Two. Shout out right now. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for doing that. Uh, the two stars <laughs> talk about their time on the show and give additional behind-the-scenes deets and sorts. So in an episode addressing Pam and Jim, they mentioned that in earlier seasons, scenes advancing the Jim and Pam relationship were kept small on purpose, following the principle, less is more. Uh, so because of this, viewers eagerly waited for each episode to air to give them mm-hmm. more of these two. Um, they were hooked. Like you said, we just root for a love story. So now, nowadays, we get the joy of binging this show. But when this aired live, people waited weeks, if not months, to get more of these two. So, Yeah, can you imagine how much that would freaking suck right? to wait for this <laughs> oh, relationship man. but wait that long? Whew, boy. I think... The two of them were such a driving force. The Office literally would be funny without them, but their relationship is what brings us back for more. And I think that that's like that's why people are so attracted and cling to these relationships because not only are Jim and Pam, but other relationships that grow romantic Dwight and not and throughout. Yes, oh my god, I love it. There's so many romantic relationships that form. Dwight, Angela, yep. Michael, and all his love conquests. Oh man, Jen uh, and but Holly. Then, but eventually leading to holly which yeah. also their engagement is one of my favorite yes. scenes of all time yeah but as much bob as fans, what is it bob fans phyllis and bob oh. fans of refrigerator. <laughs> i love it and like this relationship though in particular like there's such a lingering 
like love there. It develops mm-hmm. so slowly. And that honestly, I hate it in the moment because I'm like, just get to the good part. But when I look back and I'm like, what are the relationships that I love the most? They're the ones that made me wait. And that's why I love these two. That's what brings me back to this show. I probably wouldn't have finished this show if it wasn't for them, to be honest. But I know Adrian, <laughs> she's giving me a sass face right now. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Some high moments now. What are some of your favorite all-time moments of these two? (laughs) Well, I'm just going to start because I don't want you to steal mine. (laughs) Okay, okay, go for it. I love their proposal. Yes. Okay. Because (laughs) what in a That was not one of mine. Like, what a freaking, I know it wasn't, but what a freaking Jim and Pam moment. He couldn't wait any longer. He just gets down on one knee in front of a gas station. Like, that's no one's ideal proposal, but damn, they make it look cute. That was the realistic version of the notebook. I know. I love them. What about you? Was that one of yours, Adrian? That was one of mine. So good thing you went first. Sorry. (laughs) But one of my other favorites is Stress from Stress Relief Part 2. It's when... uh, um, Pam is going through some family stuff. Her parents are like in a feud and eventually you find out they're getting divorced. Um, and her dad is staying at her and Jim's place and she says, Jim, it's your fault. Like my, my dad said, you said something to him. And the next thing he calls my mom, tell her it's over and is looking for his own apartment. And Jim is like, what did I do? So Pam's dad shows up to her work and she's talking Tim comes back up the elevator and Jim's there waiting for her. And he was like, what happened? Was it my fault? And then she looks at him and says, yeah, it was your fault. And he says, and I looked this up. He said, you told me how much you love me, about how you feel when I walk in a room and about how you've never doubted for a second that I'm the woman you want to spend the rest of my rest of your life with. Uh-huh. And that, I don't know, it just, uh-huh. it just pulled my heartstrings. And I think it just shows like from day one, like they were supposed to be together and you can see how much Jim really loves her. And especially, mm-hmm. remember he shows like the engagement ring and he says, I got this like right after our first date. Yes. It's, it's so funny how he's like so confident, so assured. But I think that's also what you want in a relationship, finding that one person that's, that's the point of engagement, which Pam did not have with Roy. You don't want to doubt for a second that this is your person. This is mm-hmm. your soulmate. And it just shows that consistently throughout the show, whether good times and in bad, they've always just been together. It's At the end of the day, it's jam. I was actually surprised that neither of you picked on my two favorite moments, <laughs> which is the teapot. Um. So the teapot has to be one of my favorite moments from the beginning of their relationship. Uh, Jim takes time to craft a meaningful Christmas gift for Pam, but it gets ruined when Michael decides to do a Yankee swap and switch everyone's (laughs) gifts around. Uh, But in the end, Pam manages to win back her present by exchanging with Dwight. And when she opens it, she finds all the little things Jim stashed in the teapot, including like uh, a high school picture and like uh, a Taco Bell uh, hot sauce packet and random other things that just were meaningful for them um however he does remove the card which tells pam his true feelings about her um and my second one to follow that up another of my favorite moments is when jim collaborates with the film crew of the documentary to create a movie for pam of some memories of their relationship 
the reason he does so is because Pam feels like he will resent her for not allowing him to pursue his dreams and his dream job. So to show her how much she means to him, Jim shares the video with her and finally allows her to read the letter that he snuck out of the teapot, which holds his true feelings for her. Uh, so I think you. that's just such a cute moment. And <laughs> on a side note, Jenna Fisher recently dished out some juicy news about the letter and its contents. And because what? it has been such a mystery for years as to what was actually in the letter. Um, so here she stated that, quote, during season nine, John was told to write a personal message from himself to me saying what our time together on the office meant to him because we were wrapping up filming we were wrapping up the series and we were all so emotional at the time you know and so that was his goodbye so i thought that was just really cute that oh my god it was real yeah it was like a goodbye letter to her for being like such a good running mate i'm dead so i just think that was i'm dead why did you tell me that that was a sweet moment and I love how they brought the teapot back, um, isn't it? Envelope back yeah. because I think by then you, as a viewer, you would have forgotten it, and then you're like, oh my god, oh gosh. man, he kept it, it. The show did a great job of like circling mm-hmm. back themes and emotions, but I think that was just a great example. Oh, I agree. Just bringing it back to the beginning, like this is where we started. This mm-hmm. is not where we're ending, but like, I, oh, I know. I've always had feelings for you. I'm gonna. You're still the love of my life. and oh. So cute. I love it. All right. I'm skipping to the next question. All of you, shush. What values do we take from the office, both f- from both the show and from the relationships within it as a whole? What do you guys think? As much as I hated season nine, like I remember watching it. I was like, oh my God, are they going to get a force? It's like a train wreck waiting to happen. Yes, I was so (laughs) tempted to Google, like, do Pam and Jim end up together? I was so tempted. But as much as like you hate watching it, because sometimes I honestly skip those episodes because I've watched The Office more than five times. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. Uh, I... I think it's good now because it shows even as perfect as they were, it's good to show there's no such thing as like a perfect couple. Being a perfect couple, perfect relationship, perfect marriage, it takes work. And you see that in one of the episodes where they admit to going to marriage counseling and as hard as it is for them to speak their truth, Mm -hmm. um, you really see Jim break down and get on his knee and say like, hey, I know this is hard, but I want to keep trying this. And then that moment where they like hug each other, he hugs Pam and Pam kind of just stands there. And then it flashes back to their wedding that love conquers all things. And she gives into a hug and like yes. they kiss and they say that they love you. It's <gasps> kind of, it's one of those moments that shows like, granted, it's so cliche to say it, right. but love conquers all, but it shows that if you really want your love story, your relationship to really blossom, you have to work on it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So moving forward, how do Jim and Pam present a realistic relationship with all its highs and lows? Were they destined to be together or was there more to it? He, I, you know, I just love how The Office is a very realistic type show as it is. Um, it's hilarious because the whole time we cringe. And I think that's because we've been there, right? Um, we've done that. We've been there. 
And there are really outlandish characters, for example, Dwight and, you know, some of the <laughs> others, but they're, they're just caricatures of these, these stereotypical office characters. And their awkward moments are things that we can really relate to and we can pinpoint and laugh about in our own lives, or at least I can. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's kind of what Jim and Pam are to me, too. They are like the Jack and Jane of lovebirds. Like, they are the quintessential, realistic, cute lovebirds. Um, They meet at work and they have a fire, but it's not like an out of this world, like sublime, like Victorian England fictional relationship. You know, they're very real and it's very sweet. And I think, you know, they have struggles over time and in the beginning, they're almost afraid to admit their feelings for each other. It's something that we all kind of grow alongside them as we watch it happen. And we we can really relate to these moments that they have in our own everyday lives. And that's what's beautiful about it, because it's not just all rainbows and sunshine. It's sometimes there are struggles, but those are the things that make them even more substantial as characters and having a more substantial relationship. What do you think, Adrian? I think when I saw this question, what immediately came to mind was the lice episode uh, where Pam finds out Cece, her and Jim's daughter, has a lice outbreak at school and she accidentally brings the lice to the office and she looks like (laughs) a hot mess. Like her hair, her like buttons to her cardigan don't align. Her hair looks like a bird's nest. She looks (laughs) tired. And Jim is already in Philly. With athlete, athlete, living the dream, going in the limo to like meet with his basketball idols and getting snacks and smoothies. Pam's just like, damn it, so tired. And then she brings Lice into the office, and eventually they, the blame is put on Meredith, but she was the culprit all along. But you really, that's one of the moments you see her like struggling. Like, I wish Jim were here. I didn't think it was this hard. And it's kind of great seeing those moments because it shows, which I'm probably sure I don't have kids or anything, but I'm pretty sure that's like the description of how people depict moms. <laughs> just, which is sad, but like it's, it's real. And it shows like, oh my God, even this perfect couple of Jim and Pam are. They, their struggle as parents too. They're struggling like in their marriage and the part where Pam's crying in front of Brian, asking Brian the boom operator. Uh, which Brian. Sometimes I'm Team Brian. But. No. <laughs> sometimes. Like for in- sometimes for it's Team Brian. I, for an instance, I was. Oh um, man. But she's asking him like, "What am I doing wrong?" And oh my god, my heart broke at that moment because she's almost at that point where I don't know what to do. All this change is happening, which I'm pretty sure ever, anyone can relate to. When so much change is happening, you don't really feel like you're in control, mm-hmm. and you don't know how to keep it up. Um, and I'm sure a couple of friendships, romantic relationships, no matter what kind, like you had those trials and tribulations where you're tr- really trying to figure out what your next move is and yep. how to. Find yourself and be happy, but also keep that relationship with the other person. Yeah, I love how the show presents an honest relationship. Um, You see the awkwardness. You see the pain, the tears, the passion, and the laughter. And uh, the journey of these two is not pretty. It gets down Mm -hmm. and it's nitty gritty and it's painful. Um, They fight. They part ways. They try long distance for a while. Like They do things that a normal relationship would go through at times and this is a living 
breathing relationship. But it is also their fairy tale that they get to tell their kids about, as Pam states, and this is a quote, when you're a kid, you assume your parents are soulmates. My kids are going to be right about that. So and I cute. I love that. <laughs> I love them so much. So, I got freaking butterflies at every point. They're awesome. I know. It's like a really good book you never want to put down. Yes. Exactly. real. <laughs> love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, moving on. How do Jim and Pam embrace each other instead of work to change each other? I think one of the main things that drew them together were their jokes and their pranks. <sighs> yes, that's what I was and gonna I, say. I, I think one you see it. You obviously that's what uh, ties them together at the very beginning, but you really notice it in season three because Jim, he's always the prankster with Dwight, and then when he goes to Stanford, he does it with Andy. But when Pam's kind of by herself in the office, she still carries on that prankster <laughs> role, even though she's very, like, kind of shy and introverted. Absolutely, I do. Um, but it's interesting when Jim comes back and he's trying to do pranks with Karen and Karen's like, oh, I have to I don't do get work. It. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, she's he turns to Pam because that was their that was their thing. That's the thing that always kept them together and got them laughing and smiling and ultimately to make them best friends and eventually love partners. <laughs> yeah. I love that they just embrace their goofy nature. Um, their love for being goofy and fun makes these two who they are and they accept that about each other and even feed into it and embrace it fully. So I love that. Moving forward, uh, was Jim and Pam's wedding the one that you saw for <laughs> them? <laughs> No. No. Not, not okay. When I so for one, I expected. I got antsy because obviously I'm a fan of weddings. Yes. And I, I like when you find out they're engaged, and obviously you know they're going to be together. I was like, when is the wedding? Episode yeah, you build coming? it up in your mind. <laughs> yes, but I I think in the end I, I loved it. One, I don't think. Pam talked about she didn't expect to be pregnant on her wedding day, not get to wear the dress she wanted, the veil tour. And as much as my OCD kicks in when Jim cuts his tie, ah, I I think it was great because it shows nothing has to be perfect. Really, at the end of the day, it just matters that the two of them are together. And I thought <laughs> it was so sweet that they escaped to Niagara Falls and got married I on the know. Oh. And like that that one scene where he's like, I had plan A, B, C was marrying her a long time Shut ago. up. Yes. I had yes. that too. I love it's it. Such a, it's such a good, the such a good line. Can I just say, like, yes, there are some weddings in shows like the New Girl one. Like, I love Jess and Nick, but I think their wedding was crap. And I think that in that in that instance, they were trying to make it like, oh, it's quirky. That's It's good for them because it's quirky. But I think in this case... It actually was because it was imperfect. It was perfect for Jim and Pam. And that's what's beautiful about it. I love their moment on Niagara Falls. But the best part for me is the cheesy wedding dance. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that like brought it back to like the quirkiness that is the office. Yes, it's yeah. cheesy as hell. But man, I'm so glad that the office people got to be a part of their wedding. I thought it was so important for a comedy show like this. You got to have that like cheesy, like lovey moment where everyone's like, Arr! And like, you know, Jim is like, uh, the moment that I realized that they could come, I, 
I booked the trip on the boat too, or whatever he said. I was like, yep. But we still had to go through it. And he, he knew that they still had to go through that because their friends are such a, or their friends, their office mates are such a big part of their lives. And that's what was such like a moment for me. I even teared up at that stupid dance. I thought it was yeah, so you guys. Cute. I, I always dance along with it. Love it. <laughs> I will say this is a, granted, this is a big moment for Jim, but this is a big moment for Pam. Like she's been engaged yes this girl has four been years. so much yeah. yes, she's finally has. getting married Love i'm it. so happy for her <laughs> i know but next point for question. pam yes point for pam so many points for pam this whole time but next question do you okay this is one the only one that i wrote because it was something that really stuck in my mind um do you think they were destined for divorce, as John Krasinski said, he ended up coming out and saying that for a while he was thinking that him and Pam should get a divorce before the last season. Or do you guys think they were meant to be? Do you think there was anything to substantiate his his thoughts on that? What do you guys think? My answer is really short. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Did they have some rough patches? Yes, but they are a greater couple for being able to overcome that and not succumbing to the first reaction divorce mentality. So props to them for working through their marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were meant to be. Good. (laughs) I'm glad to hear it. I think obviously the season nine for everyone is very that much clear example where you see them struggle, not only in their relationship, but like marriage as a whole. Right. But that's what marriage is. I don't know if anyone has that clear expectation that's rainbows and butterflies the whole yeah. time. But wake up. Just what Devin <laughs> said, you really have to yeah. work through it. And that's kind of what they do at the end. I and agree. As Jim said before, he gave the DVD, Not Enough for Me, You Are Everything. Like mm. that was their thing. They were Love meant it. to be soulmates. Yeah. And I think it really shows they wouldn't have this whole buildup in their self growth and then relationship growth and then just end it in divorce i know it would have definitely been a plot twist it would have been like oh look at this like realistic relationship but no a bad at the same time here's the thing though i look at how much that dude doted on this woman from the moment he saw her you don't just give up on something like that even if you go through life struggles so that's why it actually pissed me off when i read about this and that's why i wrote this question Mm because i wanted to hear if you guys would just reject the whole notion of it and you did so thank you Yep. All right. Coming to our last question. As always, do we ship it? Yes. Of course we freaking do. There's nothing. I mean, from the moment that you see Jim doting on this woman, you know that, yeah, she might be a little oblivious to it, but they are perfect for each other. You go through all these cute scenes and you're just like the whole time rooting them on. Mm-hmm. I There's nothing else to be said. Yeah, they go through their struggles, but... Who the frick cares? They're beautiful. Yeah. In the end, they're like partners with each other. Jim helps Pam like build up her own confidence and self-growth. And Mm -hmm. like Pam has always just been that partner with him, partner in crime to be there with all the jokes and the pranks. So I ship it. Yeah, I agree. These two are meant to be from the start. And the audience waits so long for this relationship to take flight, but not as long as Jim, as he says, quote, And a lot of people told me I was crazy to wait for this long for a date with a girl who I worked with. But I think even then I knew I was waiting for my wife. (laughs) Love it. Such another good moment. Two waiting. 
Damn it. That's such a good quote to end on. We're both smiling or we're all smiling like cheese in right now. Yeah. It's um, really literally good. when he said that quote, I was like, oh, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> um, but yes. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Adrian, for your commentary. We'll get more into that later. But you know, it's the office. So we obviously got flooded with comments and we do not want to leave them out because we want to hear from everyone. So our you guys asked comment, for Jim and Pam and we're giving it yeah, to you. We however long this you. episode is, we are yeah, giving we, you a Jim and Pam episode. However long this episode <laughs> turns out, it was necessary because Absolutely. Jim and Pam deserve it. Um, but so our comment from Caitlin reads, when I heard about the We Ship It podcast, I immediately said, oh my gosh, they need to do one on Pam and Jim. We've been hearing that since the very beginning, Caitlin. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, for those that don't know, Pam and Jim are the iconic couple from the mockumentary The Office. And let's be honest, everyone knows Jim and Pam. Pam and Jim are hands down my favorite TV couple and literally the reason I started watching The Office. Same girl, same. Uh, back when my husband and I were just dating, he would he always he always used to watch The Office and I would groan and say, this show isn't funny. One night he put on season three, episode 23 called Beach Games and I tuned in just as Pam was confessing her feelings to Jim about missing their friendship. I was immediately hooked to their storyline. Jim and Pam are a great couple because they have what everyone wants. There is something so satisfying about watching their character arcs grow together. It doesn't matter who you are. You can't help but root for them as individuals and a couple. You see Pam start out as this kind of sad and sassy receptionist, and Jim is a clever and witty salesman who is good at his job but doesn't like it. In their mediocre careers, they find joy and laughter in each other, and when they're ready to grow, they support each other. After Jim and Pam get together, he encourages her to go to art school in New York. Later, when Jim starts up athlete, Pam supports him. This isn't to say that their relationship is perfect, but as far as love and sacrifice go, they do a great job. Their relationship suggests that when you find true love and happiness, it encourages you to become a better version of yourself. And I love that. I love that two ordinary people fall in love and experience the most extraordinary thing in life, which is love. Aww. Also, <laughs> any two people that find joy in pranking Dwight have my vote. Thank you, Caitlin. How I appreciate perfect. I love that. <laughs> so we also have another comment coming from Jamie with some of her favorite PB&J moments. So season two, episode 10 is one of my favorites when Jim gives Pam the perfect Christmas gift at their office party. The teapot, again, one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. So good. Inside the teapot, Jim puts little things that represent inside jokes that they have. He also has a letter inside of it confessing his feelings for her. He chokes and doesn't give her the letter. At least not then. He does find the most perfect time to give her the, later, the letter later, though. Also in season two, the Casino Night episode, which we talked about already, mm-hmm. where he finally confesses his love for her face to face, and she shoots him down with the friendship card. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> he tries to go all the way, though, and plants one on her in the office later that night, and I often wonder what she was going to tell him right before he kisses her. Um, in season three, she finally confesses and admits her feelings to him. Thank God. And he asks mm-hmm. her on a date, which we come to find out is when he brought her engage- bought her engagement ring. So let's talk about the proposal. He tells Pam that he's going to propose at some point and continues to fake her out multiple times. And Oof. when he think it's going to, and when we think it's going to happen, it doesn't because of Andy and Angela's proposal. <laughs> when he finally does propose, it's the most unexpected time and place for a proposal to happen. But it's true Jim and Pam fashion. 
Mm-hmm. Continuing, uh, I love in season five when Pam finds out the reason that her parents are getting a divorce is because of Jim's feelings towards Pam. And my mm-hmm. most favorite moment of Jim and Pam is in season nine when Jim finally gives Pam that letter from the teapot in season two. When Pam is feeling down and she and like she will never be enough for Jim, he works together with a video crew to put together a video reel of Jim and Pam moments, showing slash explaining. Um, how he has felt for her throughout all of the years. Um, I love that you brought up some key moments and some that we already mentioned Mm -hmm. and some that we didn't mention, like the proposal and other ones as well. Um, Wonderful job at analyzing and just picking out some of your favorite moments that everyone can enjoy. Love it. Thank you, Jamie. And so that brings us to the end of our episode. Adrian, thank you so much for joining yes, us. It was an thanks, absolute Adrian. pleasure to talk thanks to you. So much, the guys. All Supreme, the All Supreme yes. Pam and Jim. Office leader. <laughs> Queen so goddess. This, this was so fun. I love it. <laughs> Moving on, it's time to announce our upcoming episodes. Our next episode in season one is going to be focused on The Crucible, John Proctor and Elizabeth. Or is it Abigail? Or is it Elizabeth? We are going to dive into this love triangle and figure out who or what we ship in the crucible. (laughs) That should be an interesting (laughs) one for sure. So as always, thank you all so much for joining us. Special thanks to our guest watcher, Adrian, again. And thanks to all of you for listening. Um, Do you agree or disagree? Leave us a review or comment or share the podcast. We would love to hear from you. And any feedback would be be amazing yep and if you'd like to join us a guest as adrian did or if you'd like to send in your thoughts or comments on a couple email us at we ship it podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at www.weshipitpodcast.wixsite slash we ship it we would love to hear from you guys you can also find us on social media or youtube and thank you all Have a wonderful, wonderful day. See you all next time. And don't forget the lesson we learned from Jim and Pam. Love is worth the wait. Have a good one, guys.